0: Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Severs, the writer, producer and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B26 bombardier. Today we begin Nashville Letters. These letters follow our hero, the Silver King, as he begins his Air Corps training at the Army Air Corps Classification Headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee. And we begin with a letter that the Army Air Corps brass sent home to each cadet's family. Dear parents, you are to be congratulated on your son's entrance into the Armed Forces of the United States and on his being in the Air Corps. We realize that you are very much interested in what your son will be doing while he is here. And this letter is being written to tell you of the activities in which he will be engaged. The Air Corps in training officers believes that there are several things which should be emphasized. Character, physical fitness, and professional proficiency. Character, we believe, is the most important thing which a soldier can have. By this is meant a strict sense of honor, which requires that all men be positively fair with themselves and their fellow men. In furthering this development of character, we have what is called the honor system, which places your son upon his honor as far as his own actions are concerned. Believing not only are we training him to be a better officer, but that this is what you would have us do. Also, This will be of great benefit after the war is over and your son has returned to civilian life to take up the duties of a civilian. Chaplains of a representative faiths will minister to the spiritual needs of your son. Physical well-being is furthered by having a very carefully planned diet, daily wholesome exercises, and regular hours of sleep. Professional training consists of a study of those things which will enable him to conduct himself properly after he becomes an officer. Naturally, your son will miss you as you will miss him. Of course, you want to help your son in every possible way, and indeed you can help him more than perhaps anyone else. Nothing can give him as much pleasure as receiving a letter from you. Especially will it be of assistance to him if you write encouraging letters telling him that you are proud that he is in the armed forces. Should he have a tendency to become homesick during the period of adjustment? Nothing would help him more than a letter from you encouraging him and letting him know that you too are brave and that everything is all right back home. This will give him that extra spark of inspiration that only you can give. Please do not tell him of family problems unless necessary. Unfortunately, certain military information cannot be divulged, and we seek your cooperation in not asking your son about the strengths of various units and movements of troops. By doing so, you are helping us a great deal. We sincerely hope that this Training will be of great benefit to your son. We shall do everything we can to help him. If we all work together as fellow Americans, we shall come out all right, still having those things that we hold dear. Yours truly, William H. Young, Major Air Corps Executive. This Dear Parents letter was posted from Nashville on Monday, January eleventh, 1943, on the same date that our hero, the Silver King, wrote his very first letter from the Air Corps. Dearest ones, I'm fine and having the time of my life. I hope you didn't worry because you haven't heard from me before now, but I'll explain that in this letter. Of course, you want to know all the details, so I'll give them to you as they occurred. As I told you at the station, my Pullman was made up of only fellows like myself. There were a couple of boys from Birmingham whom I became acquainted with immediately. There wasn't much time to meet many more as everyone went to sleep as soon as the train pulled out. We arrived in Nashville right on time, as the train was all troops and nothing could hold us up. We had breakfast in the station. About 7.30, we left the station for camp in two of those big Army trucks, which were sent to pick us up. After arriving in camp, we had another breakfast. I couldn't eat again, as one breakfast filled me up as excited as i was after this second breakfast we were signed in and were assigned barracks all of us were assigned to the same barracks given two blankets and a quilt there are 38 of us in here so you can imagine the size of the place it isn't much to brag about just a wooden shed with two big coal stoves and 19 cots on each side. As soon as we settled in the barracks, it started snowing and kept it up for a few hours. It didn't stick. We'll be in quarantine for two weeks, which means we'll always be in our barracks, except when you go to the latrine. Therefore, I couldn't go to the post exchange or any other place for stationery. That's why I didn't get to write yesterday. This morning, I managed to borrow this from a fellow. All the fellows are very friendly and seem to be nice boys. I've become fairly friendly with these fellows from Columbus, Georgia. They seem to be about the cleanest cut I've met. The food is wonderful, and I'm really making a pig out of myself. I don't believe I've ever eaten so much or felt so full. This man's army is all right. Some of the fellows have had KP already, but I was lucky to have missed it. So last night, I was sent out on detail work from 6 to 12. We sterilized blankets, and there was about 600 of them. We were up at 5.30 this morning, and it was really cold. Like Wilder said, I don't know how cold it is, but there is ice on the ground. About 1,200 of us came in yesterday from all over, even some from as far away as Maine and Vermont. This is a tremendous place, There must be about 15,000 men stationed here. Dad, I had to shave in cold water this morning. So many men use up all the hot water. I won't be able to receive mail until I'm assigned to a squadron. And that should be sometime around later today when we get our uniforms. I'll try to write every day, and we'll let you know all about it. So far, it's working out swell. I think I'm going to like it a lot. Stan. The Silver King's goal was to write a letter every day, if possible. And this is dated Tuesday, January 12, 1943. And it's the first letter on the uh, letterhead from the Nashville Army Air Center. Dearest ones, we've been here three days now and it seems more like three weeks. The days just seem to drag by. I'm feeling good and so far have no complaints about Army life. The only thing I don't like is the camp itself. It's nothing but a hole, very much less than I expected to find. Every soldier you talk to has the same complaint. They all agree this is the worst classification center in the country, and there's no telling how long we'll be here. Yesterday, I was really converted from a civilian into a soldier. I got all my uniforms, which includes four towels, six pair of socks, six sets of underwear, two pair of shoes, two winter pants, two winter shirts, four summer pants, four summer shirts, one blouse, one overcoat, one hat, three caps one pair of gloves, and one complete toilet set, needle and thread. You can really see that's plenty of clothing. We were also changed into a different barracks. Now you can write me and address it like this. Air Cadet Stanley L. Silverfield, Squadron G-1, aaf C.C., Nashville, Tennessee. I forgot, we also have a raincoat and fatigue uniforms. This morning, we were up at 6 o'clock. They don't give you but 15 minutes to dress and wash. After breakfast, we had an hour to make our beds and sweep the barracks. Then came inspection. Everything must be just so. If not, you are given a gig, which means extra guard duty. Every man must do some guard duty, and a gig only means more. After inspection, we marched for three hours until mess at noon. So I shouldn't have much trouble falling asleep tonight. It's now late afternoon, and we've been in our barracks since mess. It's a little monotonous. It is still very cold but dry. The food is very good with all you can eat. Since moving into these barracks, we have received sheets for our cots and now eat off plates on tablecloths. Just came back from supper at a new mess hall. It means they will do anything to get you to march a little further. We had to go about a mile almost to eat. I've probably gained weight, and I certainly feel like it. Must go to shave and shower now, as I won't have time in the morning. Write me soon, as I don't know what will happen from one day to the next. Love to Ida. Love, Stan. The Silver King wrote his first serious war letter on Wednesday, January 13th of 1943. Dear Mother and Dad, Today was the beginning of either the end or a wonderful future. This afternoon, I had the first part of my physical exam. The second and final part will come tomorrow sometime. Naturally, I'm very nervous, for God knows everything depends on the outcome. If I'm lucky, I'll be classified as a pilot, navigator, or bombardier. If I'm not lucky... I'll be washed out, and this means, I guess, I'll be made a private in the ground crew. Therefore, you can understand how important it is to me. Tomorrow, this time, as I write you, I'll either be a very happy fellow or a very sad and disappointed buck private. I was up again at 5.45 this morning, and getting up so early is really giving me a beating. It's so cold here in the barracks and so uncomfortable. It's very hard to get out of a warm bed. The weather is still cold, but there hasn't been any rain as yet. After breakfast, there was inspection. Our cots must be made in a certain way. Our clothes hung a certain way and the barracks swept out. You should see me hard at work at this. I'll be a neat housekeeper when the war ends. Following inspection, we drilled for two hours. One fellow fell out. I guess he was trying too hard and dropped from the strain. This afternoon was the physical. I've just finished my nightly shave and shower. Incidentally, I haven't had a hot bath or a shave since I've been here. There just never seems to be any hot water when I go. When you write Leona, tell her I'll write very soon. I'm so tired at night, I can't even think. Maybe tomorrow, after I finish the exam, the relief of the strain will pep me up a bit. The fellows from Columbus have become my closest friends, They aren't in my barracks, but in the one right next door, and we do everything together. Without them, I'm afraid I would be very lonesome. I still haven't met any Jewish fellows. There isn't any discrimination, though, so I don't mind it so much. Tomorrow I'm sending home my civilian clothes in a barracks bag. Please be sure to return this as soon as possible, as I need it badly. Also, please put some towels, wash rags, and the other pair of underwear in it when you return it. Don't send the pajamas, as I don't need them. That's all for now. I'm feeling fine and want to hear from you. Please write soon. Love, Stan. This is the end of Nashville Letters Part 1, and you are listening to the Silver King's War.